It's been a year. It's been a freaking year. Has it been a full year since we've recorded like actual? I believe so. Or I think we recorded with your friend in like, was it maybe February of this year? Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, so we're actually recording at M1 Studios right now. This is the first time we've ever recorded in person at a proper studio. I'm in a little bit of shock right now. This is because we're always on Zoom. Yeah, this is professional. We're at M1 Studios in Ferndale. Shout out to Peach and Mike Madigan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Peach Matthews, Mike Madigan. And they have a really bomb ass place to record podcasts. So if any filmmakers listen to us, come yeah. record here. So yeah, um, it's really nice. Yeah, I'm, we went from Zoom <laughs> I'm so to not seeing each other in person. It's been about three years. We said in person. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think the last time we talked was like in over coffee in Rochester. Like, yeah. In probably 2019, but we see each other on Zoom, so it gives people this illusion that you see people. Mm-hmm. And you're not seeing them in person, which is crazy. No. So, um, but yeah, so we have an agenda here. We're going to go for it. Uh, I wanted to mention quickly, today is August 10th, 2023. Maui is on fire. Mm-hmm. People were literally escaping from their homes and jumping into the ocean. It has been burned off the map. Is horrifying. We haven't really been able to process it yet or get a lot of information, but we know the planet's on fire because all summer, because of the Canadian wildfires, it's hard to breathe half the time in in southeast Michigan. We have days where it's just like super hazy and like, you know, it's horrible. So prayers up to Maui. If you want to make donations to the Red Cross or their um, Humane Society, just keep your eyes and ears open for that. So... A couple of other things on our agenda. I wanted to quickly talk about Barbie. Uh, shout out to Greta Gerwig. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I always get this 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 um, this phrase incorrect. Like I'm going to say it wrong. When you break the glass ceiling. Is that what she did? She Ooh, broke the glass ceiling. Broke the glass ceiling. Did I say yeah, it right? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> she did though because she had got sure. over a billion in sales at the box office. Hell Her yeah. First female director in cinema history to do this. Greta Gerwig. Shout out to you. She's around the same age as me. She's like 39. Uh, the movie, Mike, you haven't seen it yet, right? Not yet, but going this weekend for sure. Go with Lindsay. It's going to be awesome. Yes. My mom and I went and we were like, we didn't get the memo. We were supposed to be wearing pink. Everyone was wearing pink, dressed up. All the gays come out. All the girls come out. It's super fun. And I mean, everybody's so into it. I laughed nonstop for two straight hours. Nice. And um, I think to the point that sometimes there might have been tears of laughter. <laughs> Some people said they got emotional. Yeah, I've been I, hearing a lot of that, that it's a little bit of a tearjerker. It's, there it are moments emotions. of, yeah, yeah. And if you were a child that enjoyed playing with Barbies, which me and my sisters were obsessed with Barbies, and I think that's where I started. I was like a mini director because I was making up soap operas with my Barbies. Mm-hmm. And Kate McKinnon's character, she's like the Barbie. She's like, I'm the Barbie you played with too hard. And, you know, I'm weird Barbie. And her clothes don't fit her and her hair is chopped off. And oh, she's got like a marker her so on much. her face. And I was like, do you remember that Barbie mom? I said to her, I was like, she's like, yeah, I was so pissed when you like cut your Barbie's hair. It's like you take your angst out on that Barbie. So it's just hysterical and very nostalgic. And as a female in the corporate world who works in a male dominated field, not only as a film director, but in my corporate life, mm. I was like, 
like, this is me at work. And Will Ferrell's like, Barbie, get back in your box. Oh. <laughs> when she shows up at Mattel Corporate. But I won't I won't spoil anything okay. else. But it's really funny. Go enjoy it. It's, yeah. good. it's fun to see people go to the movies. Yeah. Actually, go to the movie. Go see it. Um, and this whole narrative... <laughs> certain media saying oh it's a man-hating movie blah 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 it's not true that's so fucked up so, people it, are like fuck those guys <laughs> that's so you're ridiculous like if you're, you're getting offended and getting like yeah, mad yeah. you're an asshole you're insecure in yourself yes and taking yourself too seriously and it ironically what this did was it furthered the plub plub Publicity, the pub, pub, blue. Yeah, the publicity for Barbie. These these uh, right wing commentators just <laughs> helped with the ticket sales. Like people were like, "Oh, I wasn't going to see it, but now that I, I'm seeing them bitch about this on Fox News, I'm going to go get a ticket." So you guys actually helped the ticket sales for Barbie. So thank you. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't want to empower women. God damn it! <laughs> Shut up. It, Shut up. They, Just I'm so tired of it. It's so. I've been working all day, so I'm, <laughs> my patience is low. Like, Shut the fuck but up. Just shut up, man. And you know, Ryan Gosling kills it. He oh, is, I heard. Yeah, yeah. He's, he is so funny as Ken, and you could just tell he's super secure. Yeah. Uh, as a man in gen- in real life, he said with his daughter's Barbies, they found Ken like with his head buried in the sand. Or, and he was like, oh, my God, I have to do this movie. Like, poor Ken. They're taking it out on him. <laughs> anyway, so that's that's that. No, Lucy it's cool Barbie. to see it. Yeah, everybody. I have not heard anybody that uh, I've talked to that didn't love it. And there are people of just all... Uh, all gamuts, all all size, everybody. Just, yeah. all, I mean, all shapes, sizes, humans in general. Like everybody that I talk to loves it. So, um, yeah, it's cool to cool to see Greta getting a lot of um, long uh, deserved respect because Lady Bird. I loved Lady Bird so much. Lady Bird is great, and I found a I found a clip of Greta talking, just being interviewed about being a female director, and she said something really important and really true. She said, "You know, when I'm negotiating." what I'm going to be paid to mm-hmm. direct a film. She said, I always, I'm always afraid to ask for more because I, she, her inner dialogue is like, I don't want to not be allowed to direct it mm-hmm. because if I ask for too much, they won't, what if they don't let me direct that? And I so get it because women, we are, I talked to my, my boss about this day, great male boss. <laughs> and I was like, women are taught to apologize for having an opinion. You're afraid to raise your hand in grade school. Um, and, you know, in my day job working with all men in the mm. business development team where I work, um, I've had to learn to unapologetically just speak up because that's what they all do. Mm. And they're never apologizing. And I'm like, you, I have to do that in order to be taken seriously. Otherwise, you just get lost. But mm. anyways, so, yeah, good for Greta. Yeah. She definitely is uh, opening a lot of doors for female directors, which is awesome. Hell yeah. Next, uh, next huge thing in uh, filmmaking history right now is SAG and... After SAG AFTRA and the WGA, WGA are on strike, yes. they both have SAG's been on strike for at least over a month now. Yeah, so Writers Guild for a while. What Writers yeah. Guild first, then SAG joined. Yeah, so yeah. long overdue. Yeah, yeah, and this is. I want to hear what you have to say, Mike. But just just to kind of you know, people have this narrative like, oh. You know, rich A-list celebrities, stop bitching about your pay. There's there's teachers and first responders who are, are not paid enough. You, you guys are millionaires. Shut up. Yeah. Here's the thing. Most actors 
are not millionaires. Mm, no. <laughs> they are people like me and Mike working jobs outside of this industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the time, the films I make, I pay for a lot of them with my own money out of pocket just to get these indie films made or they're independently financed uh, by somebody who wants to make an indie film happen or there's a lot of people that work as background actors and extras and what they're trying to do is take the likeness of a background actor and pay them one time, one singular time and then duplicate their image and just use it as AI and never pay them again. So that's what the strike is about. And for people that work as co-stars or guest stars like Eris Alvarado, our friend that we had on here, he's a perfect example of this. Gilmore Girls was one of the top shows on Netflix for over 10 years. Mm -hmm. And because of streaming actors that might get on the set and have one or two lines or a recurring role, they're not being paid what they used to get paid. And can they earn a living doing this anymore? Mm -hmm. So that's how we're we're talking about. It's like basically the middle class, so to speak, of actors. So not every actor is Susan Sarandon or Robert De Niro and making this kind of that kind of money. But they are on the picket lines advocating Viola Davis turned down a huge role uh, because she said it doesn't feel right to work right now. Mm. So, um, that's just to kind of give a bigger perspective of the A-listers you hear about. That's yeah. maybe 1% of actors that have Right. That it's very few. Yeah, yeah. Very few that are making a really solid living where you can afford a, a normal life. Yeah. You know, quote unquote normal life. Yeah. 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 So I get residual checks. I mean, I still have people that think from all the things that I've been in that I'm this millionaire. And my one friend yeah. texted me like last year and he was he he's a the type of person that does this sort of thing, but he, he Googled my net worth. And when you, when you pull it up, at least at the time, it showed that I'm worth $3 million, which is fucking (laughs) absurd. Yeah. I'm so damn rich, Shana. No, I'm no, it's so absurd, but it's based on the projects I've been in, but I haven't seen any, I, you know, I haven't seen anywhere even close to remotely, like even $10,000 of that 3 million of the things. If you, you if your net worth was for 3 million, you might not work as a full-time therapist. No, no, no. And real estate. No, no. Your network for the BB three million working yeah. as an actor. I don't think I've ever done a project where I've made over. I mean, even with some of the bigger stuff that I've done, the TV and things that I, where I've made over maybe a thousand dollars, like mm. up front, and then you get residuals. And sometimes the residuals are good. I mean, talking three, four hundred dollars every six months. Sure, but. I've, I still get the most residual checks that I get are literally for five cents or 10 cents. And it's these are big shows. Printing out a piece of paper. No, it's absurd. Right. I feel like an idiot when I cash those checks. I'm like, this is the dumbest. Like, I just feel like, why am I even bothering? I should just shred it up and do it. But I'll, you know, it's like, well, no, I, I, I just, I've earned this money. But mm-hmm. so, wait a minute. I'm like, wait a minute. Five, it's five cents. That's fucking insulting. Yeah. yeah. And then these, the people Save that are, yeah. And the people, yeah, exactly. And the people that are doing these projects, the big mm. shots, they're all in the companies and, the you know, they're making a ton of money off of this shit, you know. So it isn't right. It isn't. Yeah. I mean, and some people argue that, you know, we don't work hard or we just, oh, it's one day or it's a week or, but it's fucking hard. It's like being an actor is a lot of work. It's 16 hour days. Yeah. People don't men, get it. They don't. Breaks and. Yeah. 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 So it's about time that shit changes. Like, I mean, you know, there should be an increase. I should not be. No one should be getting residual checks for five cents. Like that's be. it's like it's such a slap in the face. It really is. It's showing this is what we think actors.
characters are worth. Literally. Yeah, and a lot of people in my feed who I'm sure it's the same people in your feed from back in our road theater days, they're posting on their Facebook, um, like, oh, here's my five-cent check from Mm -hmm. this gig I did, whatever. Um, But, yeah, I mean – I, we understand this is the future. AI is a very real thing. It is taking over the world, but you really cannot replace um, like the human actor. Like mm-hmm. even even Mike, I, t- I said to him, you know, my day job. I'm on Zoom all day every day for presentations, and I'm like, oh, I need to record in person. I can't yeah. take any more sitting behind screens. It's not the same thing. Since COVID, it's just I'm just so sick of it. Yeah. You know, I just need to like literally need to drive and park my car somewhere and have to get out and go into a space. You know, right? So um, you can never replace that. I don't. I, I feel like with AI, you can never replace like the human experience. And yeah. no robot. I'm sorry, but I don't believe that like a robot could ever reach that capacity to be able to. Yeah be a human like a full yeah. human i don't know i was just listening to conan o'brien's yeah. uh, podcast who i love him so much and Patton mm-hmm. oswald was on there mm-hmm. who i also love so much uh and was also just on the ratatouille ride at epcot uh a couple of days ago and that nice. was the fucking best by the way if anyone's listening <laughs> if you haven't written it go it's awesome go pat oswald uh but they were talking about this yeah. and they were saying the same thing so i'm stealing from them but i just i agree with them i don't think that we ever have to worry about that level but they're uh, you, but it's not going to stop the studios from trying for sure. And people to try yeah. to get us to yeah. uh, to be able to create that, you know, where there's a movie made with just all, you know, AI and whatnot. I don't know. It's going to happen. Like they said, somebody's going to come along and make a movie or something that's all AI and it's going to be amazing. I mean, they've done I, it. Like, look at uh, what is that movie with all the blue people? I'm brain like my brain. Oh, Avatar. Avatar. Right. But yeah. still had humans that they're motion capturing. They're motion capturing humans. Well, here's another thing, too. I want to say the world of voiceover, this will crush voiceover jobs for actors already is. But I have to yeah. say this, even on. A small scale, I can tell when I'm hearing AI as the voiceover versus a human, and it just doesn't sound Yeah, like it's not the same. I'm yeah. like, I'm listening to a computer. This yeah. is not a person. Right. So, yeah. So, um, it's been an interesting time. It's a historical time for, mm-hmm. I don't think that SAG is unified with the WGA for a massive strike like this since the 1960s. Yeah. If I have that information I think correct. that's right. Yeah. Um, so segueing into our next subject, I just wanted to briefly touch base on this. Um, and then, Mike, you have the floor. So the, Oh, God. What, what I, <laughs> our listeners like, oh, f- no, no. No, not Mike. <laughs> so, uh, Sorry. No. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so just this is all I have going on in the filmmaking world right now. I uh, have a really nice little drama short called Birdie uh, in the festival circuit. Woo! Uh, it's a 13 minute drama short and uh this was my friend ariel robinson's baby uh she contacted me about you know a year and a half ago and said i have to make the short film i want to make a film about choosing to move back home to rural missouri after having my son and kind of just a, a narrative about dealing with postpartum depression and choosing family over career and so she really got the engine going, wrote the bulk of this. And I want to say I came in toward the end and tweaked some things and maybe wrote maybe 10% of it. And um, I co-executive produced it and, you know, piled in a in a van we rented. <laughs> I named the van Mary in September of last year. And I piled in with my uh, amazing Michigan-based film crew. Randy Williams was a cinematographer. Mark Bro uh, ran sound. Um, Mark Bro's amazing actress and wife, Yasmin uh, Bro was first assistant director. I could not have gotten through this without her. She was 
just on it. And I could tell she could like read my mind and she would be like, Shana, what do you need? She was just all over it. It's a total huge shout out to Yasmin. And um, it was edited by Adam Gould, who he is the professor of editing at Oakland University. Oh, wow. And I know I, ne- I knew I needed an editor. Uh, the editors I had worked with in the past are all very, they're just so busy. They, they've since working with me, got married and have babies, which most adults do, which I've resisted my whole life. And um, so <laughs> yeah, I found Adam yeah. on YouTube just teaching, editing to some of his students through you, like through online because it was COVID. And I was like, I really like the way this guy's mind works. Mm-hmm. I'm going to contact him. I sent him my short film secret. We met for coffee at OU and he was like, I want to work with you. Let's do this. So for about five, you guys, it took five months to edit a short film, a 13 minute short, because we really had like 40 minutes of footage. And I was like, if this is going to get into any film festivals, we have to get this thing down to 13 minutes. So we had to edit the living shit out of it. It was a ton of work. I want to say it was about 100 hours in the editing room. And so far, Birdie has screened. Um, I'm actually wearing a hat that says St. Louis because I just oh, yeah. I just went to St. Louis Filmmaker Showcase. It screened there. It was awesome. It was in a movie theater from the 1920s. And we were in the film block with other uh, films out there because it was filmed just outside of St. Louis. Uh, we screened at Marina Del Rey Film Festival in June where Ariel took home uh, the award for Best Actress in, nice. in a Short, which is awesome. Huge congrats. That's awesome. Awesome. Congrats, Ariel. She, very well deserved. She's amazing in this role. And um, what else? What else? We have a fest called Mom Fest, and it screens online from August 25th to the 27th. That's a good opportunity for you to watch it, Mike. Nice. This film is this festival is cool. This this I believe Tanya, she uh, is in charge of the festival. She wanted to create a festival for filmmakers who are also mothers, mm. and so it was perfect for Birdie. And um, then in we don't have the exact date yet. It's I think the first week of September. It screens at Studio Film Studio City Film Festival at me and Mike's old stomping grounds at the NoHo Lemley Theater. Oh, cool! Yeah, and uh, at the big screen there. So that's a cool that's a cool theater. And uh, yeah, so that's that's what's up with Birdie. That's it. Nice. Well, congrats. I'm Thank I'm you. really proud of you. And you did <laughs> you did some uh, amazing work from what I've seen. The trailer looks great. And thank you. Shout out to Adam, the editor, on that too. We got together and I was like, we need a good trailer. Yeah. I believe in a good trailer. Uh, and keep your trailers at 60 seconds because if you hook the audience that way, I've we've sold tickets that way. Mm. Same thing with short films I've done in the past. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, but no, awesome job. I can't wait you. to see it. I'm very inspired. You always inspire me to keep going. And, you know, me too. You, yeah. And you, you yeah. same to you. Well, oh, mean. thanks. But no, you're, uh, you know, uh, you're uh, uh, a um, what's the word I'm looking for? A badass. A go getter. Yeah. A go getter. <laughs> but a- you are. Yeah. And it's awesome. I'm 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 really excited for you and, and for the you. project yeah thank you and uh yeah so i feel like i kept that pretty succinct i'm proud of myself i wanted you to talk more about it but do you have any questions about it we still have oh, we're timing ourselves thousands to keep I this do. at 42 minutes we have we have 42 minutes left yeah our listeners um, will be happy those listening will this has to be under an hour so they're um we will not be we're trying to keep it short and not, oh, and not yeah. babble. And well, one thing I want to say to filmmakers quickly, you know, indie filmmakers, if any of you listen to our podcast, um, you know, if you are an alumni to a film festival, uh, if the meaning a film of yours in the past screened at the festival, don't be afraid to ask, do you guys ever do waivers for alumni? Because mm-hmm. I want to say at least three or four of festivals I screened secret at said, oh, yeah, we'll waive your fee mm. because the prices for submissions for short films oh, right now are yeah. up to 60 bucks a pop. Yeah. 
anyone listening who runs a film festival, you're charging too much. Yeah. For short, I get it for a feature, but for 60 bucks, some of this I look at and I go, I can't rationalize this. Right. You know what I'm saying? And adds up quick, yeah. Too. It just adds up and it used to be more like 25 to 35 for shorts. Right. So I get it. We get it. It's your time. I've been a programmer for film festivals. It's a lot of work, but yeah. So again, ask if they have a waiver feed. Sometimes they give a discount code and... Uh, yeah. So, and also be strategic about your submissions. You know, look at the theme. What are they looking for? Um, it was with Secret where I just like blasted all my money <laughs> to every festival out there. And I learned, take your time, be more strategic because a lot of these festivals, you have zero chance of getting in. Right. Unless, you know, especially if it's Academy qualifying, unless you have an in. <laughs> It's just, it gets very political. It's really hard. So you have yeah. to be strategic yeah. about what you're doing. And um, it, it, there's a whole science to it. So, yes. Yeah. And again, with the business in general, just be prepared for a lot of no's, but don't let that stop you. Like keep yeah. going. Yeah. Keep submitting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, strategically, don't just blindly submit to yeah. like a um, Sundance and think you're going to, you know, get in without. Guarantee you, know, you have to have some name major movie, famous yeah. people in there or yeah. know somebody. In, right. Yeah. And, oh, also shout out to Eris. He has a big role in Birdie. Yeah. And he, of course, he steals it because it's fucking Eris. Ah, um, so you'll, you'll enjoy that because he's our buddy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway. Cool. Yeah. Love it. So no, well, well, no, but real quick, what made you decide to, to what was what spoke to you about Birdie that said, I want to make this, this short right now? Yeah, I know it was... Ariel's project, but what made you... Her persistence. I mean, she was like, I need to do this movie and I want you to direct it. And she's, you know, one of my closest friends and I could just tell her how much it meant to her and she was yearning to do something creative. Mm -hmm. And I, you and I understand that living in the Midwest again, you have times where you're like, I'm going to lose my fucking mind unless I do something creative, right? Yes. And, you know, I'm not a mother, but I empathize with her, you know, this, this theme of will you lose yourself in parenthood? Mm. And so we talk, those two themes are touched upon. Eris's character I actually relate to more because he plays a working director in the film and he's like, something's missing. I don't have a family. All I do is work. So oh, it's, it's that yeah. theme of like, what's the better choice? And is is anyone ever really happy? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just her persistence. And once I commit to something I go full speed ahead like a fucking maniac. Like, I don't stop until it's finished. And I think that indie filmmakers that I connected with in Los Angeles, they know me about that, about me. Once I start something, I make it my business to finish it. Mm -hmm. I become obsessed. And, you know, it just, it was a piece that was authentic to her. It was a slice of life film. And as a director, that's usually the material I'm drawn to is it's based on something from real life, like secrets about loss or grief, my other short. And this was about someone struggling with depression and trying to pull themselves out of that. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's interesting to see how a screenplay evolves and, you know, things fall into place. What's meant to be uh, happens in these films. And I'm also her, her two year old son plays the son in the movie and he thinks I'm his aunt and I, I work well with him <laughs> because I, with kids, I just, as a director, just try to hold a space to have that, let them do what they want. Like, mm-hmm. let make it fun, make it a game to them, because I would never try to coach, like, bad acting or lines out of a child, because mm-hmm. I find that cringe. So just make it a game and make their parents close by, because it's very 
tricky working with toddlers. So you'll see that. <laughs> you watch the film, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I've worked yeah. with a few that it can be yeah, tough. Yeah, it can be tough. Focus is uh, is is short. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and the screaming and crying. My my mm. friend Mark, who ran sound, he's an amazing sound engineer. <laughs> he just like took off his headphones. He's like, oh my god. I was like, I have ibuprofen if anyone has a headache. Oh, Noah's no. a beautiful kid, and he did such a good job oh, good. in the film. And he, it's the acting is is great. And a lot of the people besides Ariel and Eris were non actors, and they do phenomenal mm. in the film. Nice. So nice. Um, yeah, but anyways. Well, what did you learn from making it? Oh my God, I don't know if we have enough time. Yeah. <laughs> um, what did you take? What's the one thing, like the biggest thing that you took? Let me think here for a second. Every time you make a film, your your boundaries are tested, mm-hmm. your limits are tested. Making movies, especially like indie films, it just it, it's a very physically and mentally taxing thing to sign up for oh yes um and you have to find ways to set boundaries with yourself because like i said i i have a workaholic problem and i'll just keep going 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 and i would say that's that's you know i just that's really it like and i i think learning to work with especially on an indie film project work with people that you know show up for you Mm -hmm. and that are professional and i have you know, luckily got that film crew with secret in, mm-hmm. in, in Michigan and these guys and gals, they just show up and turn up for me. Like, no, like they're the glue that holds me together on all these sets. Like I know I'll be fine as long as they have my back. So, um, you know, yeah, that's it. That's awesome. I love it. And you touched upon something that I think a lot of people can resonate with. And I, mm-hmm. that's what I'm excited about seeing the short is that yeah. question of, would I be happier if I had mm-hmm. done, gone the different path mm-hmm. um, had I not chosen this or path. not chosen whatever happens? Yeah. yeah. The, the path of motherhood yeah. um, and, 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 or family yeah. or that lifestyle yeah. as opposed to my dream, quote unquote. I, yeah. You know, that's so um, uh, relatable. Um, there's just, oh, go ahead. I'm realizing something, I think, because you moved back from – Michigan from LA. Yes. Specifically, I think you're going to react to Birdie in a similar way that some of my friends have the same kind of story. Mm-hmm. Not as the mother, obviously, but certain moments of this film will rock your world. You'll be like, ugh. Cool. You'll feel like it's talking right to you. All right. It's going to hit close. I can't wait. Because you've done this. Yeah. You've left LA and come home, and it's a mind fuck. Yeah. To do that. It it's, really is. It's not an easy decision because you feel like, oh, does that mean you're giving up? Right. No, it doesn't. If you put out good work, <laughs> I mean, I keep getting hired and getting brought back to LA, but I like living here. We've talked about this. Yeah. I love living in Michigan. You know, Michigan's becoming one of the number one states to live in. And I'm like, shh, don't tell. Oh, I know. I don't want to. Keep it a secret. No. But like we have the, you know, these freshwater lakes and we have all the seasons and knock on wood, fingers crossed. In terms of weather, there's not a lot of natural, like major disasters. It's just such a gorgeous place to live. And it's a great place to make movies. It is. And I'm just like, I'm just a Michigan girl. Like I just came back. Like I just, it being sunny all the time, I would get, I was like, I want a thunderstorm or something. Yeah. I want some winter, but yeah, I like the rain and everything. But I, I do. Too. I miss the p. Pe- I miss all of our friends back oh, there. I totally miss immensely. all the people. Like, yeah, yeah. I really do. It just, I'm, I'm happy being in Michigan. I do. I really love it here. I have to say, I'm, I I'm happy to be back. And there's yeah. some really talented filmmakers. Here. Yeah, and I'm gonna try to find some of these peeps behind trying to push for more film incentives mm-hmm. because they're 
there's buzz about this happening in Michigan again. So yeah, uh, I'm going to make but, us yeah. talk about you. So oh god, um, you've got well, you've got stuff going on. We've been, I mean, well, we I, we've both been really busy. It's why we haven't recorded in a year. And I was doing a ton yeah. of theater. And um, yes, I saw you like, in Adam's family. Yeah, you uh, can. No, thanks for coming out to see yeah. that. So yeah, I got I was Gomez and Adam's family, which was a awesome. lot of fun. Oh, so good. Thanks. It was a lot of fun. That was a dream come true. I've always been a huge. Adam's you were family like a fan. kid in a candy yeah. store on that stage. <laughs> Your smile was like from ear to ear, and I was like, he's having a fucking blast I was, up there. I was. It was a joy to watch. Which is perfect for Gomez, right? Yeah. Yeah, You've got to just be a kid in a candy store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, that was the best. That was one of my top five, if not top two favorite theater experiences ever. And then right after that, I did another show called The Drowsy Chaperone, which was another one that was just a beast of a role. Gomez was, he almost never leaves the stage and sings a lot of songs. Like I did not want to do that ever again. That was, (laughs) I can't even imagine how exhausted you must have been after every performance. Yeah. Oh, exhausted. And then Drowsy Chaperone, if you don't know that show, I played this character called Man in Chair. And he's got monologue after monologue of just the whole show. And he, it was an hour, 40 minutes, and I literally never left the stage wow. the entire time. And that you was a lot. You need to blow up my phone with texts about your shows. Yes. Because I completely accidentally somehow missed this one. All good. All good. But no. never feel like it gets old because I will come out and Yes, see you. for sure. For sure. And um, But so that was, yeah. And then traveling and work and everything. And then also time is just fucking flying yeah and here we are a year later and it's like oh shit we haven't recorded in a year but yeah no busy so you booked a movie yeah talk to okay so one thing i actually talked to mike madigan about this Mm -hmm. before you got here he was like wait is mike sag and i was like yes yeah i said i want to talk to him about this on the podcast yeah so it's a waiver during his i said it might have been a waiver so how does that work like just to our listeners because i actually had my friend dave hartman texting me and he's like do you know of a good podcast right i can listen to about the strike and i was like I don't know, but maybe this one. Yeah. So say you're an actor in the union. Yeah. You booked a role. And so they say, okay, you're in the union. You're yeah. signing a waiver or what? You what can easily, you, if you go on the um, the SAG, or it's the, I think it's the SAG Facebook page. Okay. One of them, they have a list of all of the, the thing, the ways that you can work still. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more of the bigger budget stuff. Um, if it's not with the or it's the projects that are with the AMPTP, which if you look that up, you'll you'll understand it more. If you're if it's if it aligns with that, then you don't do it. If they're in affiliation with the AMT AMPTP, those are the films you cannot do. Right. Got it. And okay. this is not okay, got with it. them. I so see. you can right. then and it's low budget. So if it's more low budget stuff, indie stuff, you can still then if they get the waiver, then you're allowed to work still. Got but it. It, yeah, there's no like big budget. The, all the big star stuff is that's that's the is key it here. Studio funded or what? No. What is, okay. So no. It's an indie film. Yes. Got it. Yeah. So what um, now you can we say where you're filming? Like what state you told I me? don't I don't know actually. I didn't sign anything, but I probably should be careful okay, with that. But not, it's yeah. it's I can say the movie. Oh, I, I okay. think. <laughs> I don't think I don't know why that would be you're a problem. Like, I don't know if I can talk about it. Uh, I know. It hasn't really been announced yet, but I'm not sure. I'll double check can you and then say I'll what edit actors it out. Yeah, I mean I would think so. I mean what's well, the movie's called Nowhere Men okay. and it's with Jack Quaid. Who is Dennis know- Quaid, Meg Ryan's son? Okay, now I know who he it is. He was in Scream, the new Scream. Okay. He's really good. Okay. The Boys. He's in the TV show The Boys. Um, he's done a lot of stuff. He's in Oppenheimer. 
Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah. And then uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who's in Walking Dead, he played okay. Negan on The Walking Dead. And then he's been, he was on Grey's Anatomy. He's done a ton of shit through okay, the years. Okay, cool. So that's Walking Dead's his big thing, though. Walking but, Dead, I never watched. Mm. I'm never, I'm one of those, like, but most people have watched The Walking Dead. Yeah. So you're yeah. in this with some names. Yeah. And then Ma- yeah. Malin Ackerman, too, who was in um, uh, a lot of stuff. I mean, she was in Watchmen. She's great in that. Um, ton of stuff. The Heartbreak Kid, she's hilarious in that movie, if you ever oh, watch, cool. uh, with Ben Stiller and her. Um, but yeah. So they're all in it. Yeah. And I've got a scene. Well, I'm, that's the thing. I've got a, uh, I booked it, but I'm not sure which role yet. Oh. So I'd either have a scene with Malin Ackerman or it looks it's looking more hopefully that I'll have a, a role where I have a scene with Jeffrey Morgan and Jack, cool. which would be really cool. So we'll see. I'm waiting to hear, but I'm waiting on the dates. It's supposed to start around September, but both scenes. I mean, I'm featured. It's a it's more of, you know. Five, six lines, but still, I mean, that's, again, as an actor, you're working. you can't always be the lead and you're going to sometimes, you know, even yeah. I've done leads and things and big roles and films and you, then you do a role that's six lines. So, and that's yeah. what it means to be an actor. And I'm, but you're working. Yeah. I'm happy about it. So it's going to be fun. I love, um, uh, I, I know the writer, uh, his name's Sean, he's a friend and he's a really phenomenal writer. It's a really good script. And then. Duncan Skiles is the director who did a movie called The Clover Hitch Killer. Oh. And with, um, uh, shit, his name's, I'm, oh man, I'm tired. What's his name? I don't know. <laughs> you can look it up. That's horrible. So I'm going to bring Oh, Dylan, uh, Dylan McDermott. Okay. Oh, wait. <laughs> I always get him. He's the one that uh, everybody gets. Uh, there's, there's Dylan McDermott, and then there's... Um, an actor that everybody thinks is Dylan McDermott. Dermot Mulroney. That's what I'm thinking. But Dylan okay. McDermott is the one that's in, yeah, is in The Clover Hitch Killer, okay. with the director of Nowhere Man, the movie I'm doing, directed. Let me ask you a question yeah. about your audition process. Living in Michigan, yeah. did you submit yep. self-tape? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Did video. Yep. Sent me two different sides, and then I did the video audition. And yeah, thankfully, you know, I, I have to say, and I don't know, you know, if it's... I don't I don't know. I'm not saying like this is how you do it. I don't know. I'm still learning. But I, I, I remember and it's something that I feel like I've been learning more and more lately, especially as an actor on film mm-hmm. is to do nothing. Right. Not don't overthink it. Just talk about. Yeah. This, and this that's theater people because you yep, used to do so much. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I'm more and more recently grasping that more like as an actor yeah Yeah, and i just literally film myself you know and obviously being real but just not overthinking it not trying to impress Mm. the dunk dunk and the director like i'm going to show him what i can do i didn't go in with that mindset it was like i'm a i'm a guy in the scene this is what i'm used to and i'm just gonna i know the lines and i'm just gonna be in the moment and it sounds so obvious and like duh but as an actor to get there into that moment that headspace is it's taken me well, I'm 43 now, so it's taken me, and I've been doing this since I was 16 or something, so yeah. I can't do math, but that's a long time for it to find. And I started my first film at 19, and I'm just getting that, that yeah. just don't try to impress anybody. Just be real, like be in the moment. If you don't look up in the whole scene, that's okay. You know what I mean? Like if you're feeling the moment, like I'm looking at this paper and that's the scene, the characters, you don't have to look up and do a double take or show the, the you know, the director of the audience, like, look at what I can do. You know, yeah. and I think so many actors think that way. Like I'm going to show you, I'm going to impress you. So anyway, I didn't do that. that. They can sense that like yeah. desperation as opposed to being in the moment. And, 
like we just talked about you playing Gomez. In, yeah. <laughs> in the Adams Family in a musical on stage and as theater trained actors. Yeah. You and I were both taught, let your voice hit the back of the auditorium. Oh, yeah. No mics, old school, and you're big, big, big. But then when you're filming television or film, it's like the camera is going to be able mm-hmm. to pick up your thought. Right. Or an eye flicker or just that the art of that subtlety and minimizing yourself as a completely different muscle and a different part of your brain. And uh, it took me a long time to figure that out, too. And then eventually when I was coaching actors, that's what I would help with uh, as well. So, yeah, um, good for you. And no, how, thanks. Many, how many auditions did you have before they called you and said, OK, you got you got a part. We don't know which part. Yeah, <laughs> thankfully. Uh, well, what's funny? Well, only the one audition. Thankfully, I sent it in and the director liked me. He said, you know, yeah, this is your your what I'm looking for. And sweet. And uh, that was cool. I, I, that doesn't happen often. Um, but uh, the role that I originally booked got cut out of the movie because mm. uh, they have for budget reasons, they had to cut the scene. But okay. then they said, we're going to move you into this other role or one of two roles. That's the life so, of the actor too. So you yeah. were on the roller coaster a little bit there, but they liked you so much that they were like, we're using him. Yeah. Really meant that's a lot. Super that's cool. Pretty awesome. So did you self submit or did you, do you have an agent or a manager now that's I, I have, have an, an agent I have an agent in Michigan. There's okay. a group called the I group here. Um, I've heard of and they're them. great, but they don't deal with all you, the here in Michigan is different than LA and agent. Yeah. You don't have to go through them. And like, it's just, they, they're more, they, they send you auditions and then you can submit for the auditions or say, yeah, I can be there for the, if it's in person, but it's very, it's much more laid back, which is nice. Um, they're not as involved. Did did they um, tell you about it though, or did you? No, this no. Yourself? I actually got it. My friend that wrote it reached out. So once again, it's it's nepotism. All you know. Hey, it's a big no, part no, of it. It's all. It is. It's all about the power of networking yeah. and any, not just the entertainment industry and anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So now I'm just looking at our agenda here. Where we want to talk about your movie. Yeah. Something to talk about with Kevin Smith. Too. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a pretty cool thing. And I'm, I'm just really happy to um, to experience this and talk about it because I think it applies. It's, you know, sure. as we talk about film and we talk about hopefully motivating listeners or, or possibly inspiring yeah. listeners. But I've I've always been a Kevin Smith fan. I know there's that's a, that's a tricky topic. Some people hate him. Some people love him. You know, there's not Is really a middle him, ground. Him himself or his films. I think both. <laughs> I don't know enough. I don't know a lot about Kevin Smith as a person. I just know his films. Yeah. I think of Clerks. Clerks, Clerks. Mall Rats, Chasing it's Amy. It's an acquired taste. Dogma. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, very yeah. unique. And for me, you have to look at it from I was 13 when I first saw Clerks. Okay. And so for me, you know, they're swearing, they're, <laughs> you know, two guys bitching about girls and life. So for me, that was, you know, this is so cool. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah as yeah. this, you know, yeah. little, little kid. So, and then Mallrats came out, and I mm-hmm. think I was 14, 15 then. I think it was 95. So four, so I was 15. And that was the movie for me, because then you have the again, these two guys, they're very misogynistic. They're, you know, there's a lot of swearing and fart jokes and sex jokes. And again, as a 15 year old boy back in the day, that was like, wow, this is yeah. so cool. But Kevin Smith is telling his truth and probably doing this from an 
a little bit of a biographical. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's again, it's connected yeah. to the truth of something. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So I think, you know, there's but now what's interesting is I rewatched Mallrats not long ago and I was like, I don't this is not my favorite anymore. But I rewatched Clerks, which was not my favorite as a kid. I didn't really re- like Clerks. I like the swearing and the, the you know, but uh, but now I'm like, oh, shit. No, I can relate to this now. Like this is a really it's really good. Like if you rewatch Clerks, yeah. you'll dig it because it's it's really it's funny yeah. but it's also honest like it's very real like it's very very just pure and i can see why it did as well as it did yeah uh because it was it when i say pure i mean in the sense of you know it's 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 life you know it's exactly yeah. what it's like to work a job that you fucking hate totally and you're like what am i doing with my life That's like dante I, I wasn't supposed to be here today I loved Reality Bites. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. That's one of my favorite films. Absolutely, it's yeah. It's just about the grind of just trying to survive. Right. And having good friends. Yeah. To talk to about that. Yeah. So I just, I've always loved Kevin Smith. I love his energy. I, lo- I think he's a really good guy, and he's just really, really smart, really smart brain. And... um I just I, I've always been very inspired by him. Yeah. He definitely inspired some of my earlier scripts that I, I've written yeah. that I will never get made and wouldn't want to get made because they're terrible. <laughs> but no offense to I don't mean that, you know, he's bad. But you know, what I mean that he inspired me to write bad scripts. But he inspired me to want to write and yeah. say like, oh, I, you know, I want to write movies like, you know, that are fun to watch and relatable. But um, he made he's made like a couple of his movies, though, like Zach and Mary make Zach and Mary make a porno mm-hmm. is actually it's Seth Rogen and Elizabeth Banks. Okay. So good. It's really, Never really. Seen it, yeah, I would recommend I, watching I, it. I trust you, though. Yeah, that one I watched. I was like, holy shit, this is a really good movie. Um, <laughs> uh, so he's got it in him. He's yeah. got it in him to make great, great films. But And he's so passionate about it. But anyway, long story short, he opened up, a, he bought a uh, movie theater in the Atlantic Highlands in New Jersey. Okay. Um, and it was a theater that him and his dad used to go see movies in all the time, which was okay. really cool. And so he bought the theater, renamed it the Smod Castle Cinema. And that was, I don't really remember timeline, but a, I don't know if it was like last year or two years ago. But I remember saying as he was doing that, I'm going to make a movie one day that shows there. That's my goal. I want to make something that plays in that theater. That's my new filmmaker goal. Yeah. How cool would that be to have a movie that I I was uh, a part of that? Yeah. That shows at Kevin Smith's theater. Yeah. So I don't know how much longer after I said that, that he announced, hey, I'm going to do a, a, a film festival at the theater. Like first ever Smog Castle Film Festival. So submit your films. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I reached out to the producer of Maybe Someday, which we've talked about yeah. on here uh, a lot. And um, I just said, hey, submit the movie. Yeah. Just go ahead Give it a shot. And, yeah. and he, at this point, he was like, what the fuck? You know, the movie's this. dead in the water. Yeah. Like, why are you even why are you bringing this up? Like, you know, there's no point. But OK, you know, he's like, I'll submit it, you know. And uh, so he submitted the movie. And maybe a month later, he calls me and says, hey, we got in. The movie got <laughs> in. Awesome. Yeah. To the festival. So I'm not surprised, by the way, that Kevin Smith watched 
maybe someday and was like, this is getting Well, out. he didn't watch it. <laughs> he didn't actually watch it? I don't think so because um, his his producing partner, Ernie O'Donnell, okay. who's amazing, he's the one that really organized and ran the theater. Okay. Kevin Moore was involved, but I think he more put his name on it. It was like, hey, come use my theater. I sure. might watch a few of these, but I don't have time. He's busy. Yeah. So I get it. I mean, the dude doesn't stop. Like if even being, oh, I'm getting ahead of myself, but he doesn't stop. He's a busy. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so Ernie is the one that really runs everything. So Ernie watched it. I, I know. But um, so I was uh, we were driving up to the uh, the theater, mm-hmm. which Lindsay and I were driving. And uh, as we're driving to the theater, I said to her, I go, you know, I know this is a long shot to say this, but in a dream scenario. And I know this is insane, but how cool would it be? Is if the second I walk through these doors that Kevin's standing there and he's like, hey, Mike, oh, how's it going? Or just, hey, what's up? Man? Yeah, yeah. And and he runs up to me and he says, I loved your movie, man. <laughs> I, I want to help you get distribution. Yeah. And I was like, that's never going to happen. But how cool would that be? That would right. be really uh, an amazing thing. Dream yeah. come true. Yeah. So we walk in the door and. We walk up and Kevin Smith comes walking around the corner, sees me, <laughs> goes, hey, what's up, man? And he pats me on the shoulder. And he's at the time, I know he's just smoking a lot of weed. He stopped since, but he's okay. really high. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I don't think he knew who I was <laughs> at okay. all. all right. So he just kept walking past me. But it was a really cool moment for me to have that, you know, that just that one on one moment. Yeah. Where he, you know, it was just like, hey, what's going on? You literally yeah. manifested it. Well, it gets crazier because right. Right after that, I hear, hey, what's up, man? I loved your movie. I want to help you get distribution. And I turn around and it's Ernie O'Donnell who runs the festival. Okay, so you literally manifested two things. Yes. First, Kevin Smith greeting you at the door and then someone offering, his producer offering you yeah. distribution. Yeah. So Ernie and was so Lin- kind. Lindsay witnessed all that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have a witness. Yes. And, and Ernie was so kind. And at, what's funny is he didn't realize that I knew who he was because I mean, he's in Clerks. He's in a bunch of uh, Kevin's movies, but he's okay. in Clerks. He plays a character named Rick Darris, who's the one that's making fun of Dante about how much milk or how much he can bench press or whatever. He's like the jock. Uh, <laughs> nice. It's a great scene. But yeah. So I knew who he was. I'm like, you're yeah. fucking Rick Darris. Like, this is yeah. amazing. Rick yeah. Harris is telling me how much he loved my movie. And so, but he goes, yeah, I got a guy and, and who, you know, who has works at a distribution company. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to do a panel on Sunday and you should go to the panel and introduce yourself. Let him know I sent you and that, you know, and just see what happens from there. Yeah. So long story short, went to the panel afterwards, introduced myself to this guy, this distributor and, you know, really nice guy, but, but understandably was like, you know, who are you and why should I, you know, what, what's your movie? You know, sure. like what, you know, he made you pitch. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Like tell me the movie quick sell me on it quickly and so i yeah. told him the premise and he said all right send it to me and mm-hmm. so i did and then a while went by like a month or two went by and he finally got back to me understandably busy a lot of movies there was a line down the block to talk to him after okay. the panel all filmmakers wanting to meet him and he emailed me then and said hey um i don't think i can help your movie and so he goes but then he goes call me so I called him and just said, hey, you know, what's uh, what's up? Why don't why can't you take it? He goes, I can't take it because you already have distribution for it. I said, I don't actually. And he goes, what's on Amazon, Apple? And I go, I know yeah. I put it there. <laughs> it's like I went through a company that put it up there, but yeah. it didn't. I, they, no one's distributing it. Like nobody yeah. actually is like marketing it and actually doing that 
that part of the distributor's job. So he goes, oh, well, then I want it. He goes, I absolutely want it then. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So just like that, though, I had all hope was lost. I mean, I was like, I hadn't heard from him. And then he sent me that email, like, can't help your movie. And I'm like, ah. But call me. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, but yeah, so that was really cool. So now the movie comes out on Tuesday. Yeah, on that's like Tubi and um, so that's Tuesday. What is Tuesday? What's the date? Tuesday. Today's the tenth. The f- April or April? Oh my God, I'm tired. August. August fifteenth. Tuesday, August fifteenth. Yeah. yeah. Maybe someday. Yep. And where can our listeners go? Yeah, so go? it'll be on. I know Tubi for sure. And then on a lot of other streaming platforms, I've got a list of them, but I haven't heard of a lot of them, but they're good ones. I know there's like Cinedime and um, uh, Film, oh gosh, uh, Filmsy, I think is one. I've there, heard of Filmsy. Yeah. And there's, Tubi, is it still free to, for the Yes. App? Okay, so yeah. listeners, it's free. Yeah. Download uh, maybe someday. Yeah. And so question, mm-hmm. so because it, maybe someday is already on Amazon and it's already on uh, Apple, will they be able to still download it from those platforms within this? Yeah, I've got to, I've been trying to get, cause I went through this company called quiver at the time to get the movie on Apple and them. And now they went out of, they they didn't go out of business, but they merged with another company Okay, and they've been really tough to get a hold of. So I'm trying to get them to take those down. I don't know how that's going to go, but we'll see the streaming Um, world. I find it very confusing and mysterious. And I think that's part of what's happening with SAG. Right. Cause everybody's like, who makes what money and what's happening and how do you track this stuff? And yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It's not going to – I know that they're releasing it. They're re-releasing it with – or not re-releasing it. Well, it, yeah. But the, the the new cover is like yellow with me on this sort of rocking horse that you find in a park acting like a little kid. And <laughs> I then my, love it. And then the girl, the other lead girl, uh, my friend Sage in the movie who played my, who plays um, maybe my daughter or not my daughter yeah. um, is in the background uh, in that. So look for that one with the yellow okay. cover. Okay. It's a little bit more Judd Apatowy, um, more it. modern. I've seen the movie. Style I bought of, it know. at Amazon. It's great. Oh, thanks. Mike, again, we recorded about this maybe two years ago. You wrote it, you mm-hmm. started it. Yeah. Uh, you're a co-producer, right? I was like a silent producer silent on it. Yeah, producer. I didn't take the credit. It's a but, great yeah. movie about eggs as existential with a- about eggs. Yeah, yeah. It's, about, it's about eggs. Existential. That's one of my words that I... Existential. Remember. Yeah, it's a you, tricky you one. You just said it. <laughs> no, it's tricky. I get it. No, there are certain words I can't say. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah. it's a great movie. Uh, uh, and we talked about the mom from Wonder Years. Yeah. Allie Mills. Right? She's amazing. And, Mills. Yeah. And I met some really cool filmmakers at the festival. One guy, um, this guy Ryan, made a movie called Marijuana Minutes that I watched and it made me laugh so so hard it's so good and he shot it for small amount i know and and um and it really looks like a you know a a big budget movie that's just fucking hilarious so i hope i know they've got some things in the works on the horizon but i'm trying to get something going with him now um i wrote a script called galaxy four um that i'm trying to get him to direct if he doesn't want to do it then i'm going to try i was going to talk to you about this try to get it going next fall here yeah so um look out for that we'll talk more about that but yeah it's like a clerks meets um empire records meets attack the block kind of but indie low budget uh kids working in a record store kind of but there's aliens involved so yeah sounds like a good time yeah all right so you major dreams came true you got into kevin smith's film festival at his new theater yeah you said to your wife, how cool would that be if Kevin Smith greeted me at the door? Yeah, which he did. And then I got to meet him after that happened. And we took a picture with him and he was I super cool. I saw the picture. Yeah, so cool. So that happened. And then his producer comes up to you and says, 
I want to get distribution for maybe someday. Yep. And uh, <laughs> and then you get distribution. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. And it's like a big, you know, it's that's a major power of manifesting. Like you literally spoke it into the universe and it happened. Yeah. And also I had given up completely on that movie, I'll be honest, thinking it's done. Like there's no chance for this ever to I have. I remember that. I yeah, said to you, do you uh, ever want to submit this to any rebirth. festivals? And you were like, eh, no, no, no. It's just like it's done. It's Yeah. And it, I'm so glad that that wasn't true. Yeah. I mean, it's another testament that you just cannot give up and stop. Like you have yeah. to keep going. Like you just never know. I was talking to uh, Lindsay had a couple opportunities recently for you know some things with with um disney to mm-hmm. you know to um work at some of the parks as some of the characters i don't know yeah. what i can say but um and she was getting down on herself about the rejection side of it and i'm i was like but you don't know like you never know like just because somebody says no it doesn't mean in six months that that door won't reopen or a new one won't open you that's the part of this business that we sign up for you sign that invisible contract that says hey you you're going to get disappointed a lot but you have to keep going because you just truly do not know. So, yeah. And then also they, they they took my other, I made that little movie here in Michigan for a thousand, 500 bucks, a thousand bucks called Fawn. It's, mm-hmm. it's not, you know, again, it's no, no, nothing uh, has to do with anybody involved. It was my own doing as a writer director of it. It's, it's very indie. It's got its problems. It's far from perfect. It's a horror movie. So if you don't like horror movies, especially indie horror movies, you're going to hate it. Um, <laughs> but if you like it, but yeah, if you like any, like kind of a Blair witchy low budget, if you, if that, yeah. doesn't bother you you might dig it but they're distributing that as well Sweet. so that comes out on tuesday as well so awesome. yeah so they took it got two movies uh picked up by them also with uh with a deal basically saying whatever you do next we'll distribute it which was really cool that's super cool. so yeah i mean i was a huge but thank you all all because You're of the that one who deserves an applause. no 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 but no, thank you that's awesome but all because that we submitted to that festival after saying this movie has no chance of ever seeing the light of day any further and we just kept going with it. And again, so it's all we can do. And it was the the what the springboard for all this was initiated by a filmmaker you've loved and admired yeah. your whole life, mm-hmm. which is how rad is that? Yeah. And then we were nominated. If you go to my Instagram, you can see it. But we were nominated for best um, best dramatic feature. I saw that. And I and voted then, for I think you could vote. Yeah. And I voted for you guys. There were that. people that I have some thoughts on that. It was kind of, I don't, they need to change that because you could vote your friends and everybody could vote. And I don't think they should allow that. It should be oh. they, them in the theater working for the festival voting. If I ever started a festival, I thought about this. I don't know if I would have awards. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Because I feel like it, I, I, I just think it kind of takes it. There's too much weight put on it. Yeah, it was definitely had mixed feelings. And it's just yeah. a subjective thing. Yeah, but. it was. But it was a cool moment because we were nominated for best ensemble and best dramatic feature. And hearing Kevin, Kevin was there and did the he hosted it, obviously. And um, and he also came out before my movie show. And we only had maybe 15 people in the theater to see my movie. I have to you know admit um, that we didn't do a good job of promoting it. That's you know, 15 and, people. But yeah, it was cool. And it's in New Jersey. And, it's not like right. Do you have a bunch of ties to Jersey? No, not there at all. You go. And he came out before the movie, and and I have that on video. He talked for probably a good five minutes just about you know um, uh, being a filmmaker for for us for 15 people before my movie played. He did that. He took the time out just to That's do awesome. that. That was pretty freaking amazing and it then amazing at the award ceremony then he said the name on 
on uh, of of my movie in front of the audience and just hearing it come out of his mouth that was such a profound surreal moment I mean, if you watch the video you'll see my face you know uh Lindsay pans to me after he says it and you can see on my <laughs> totally face of like see, i didn't see the video but I, I saw the posts on your yeah on your social so i want to see it yeah it's you, i don't post much i suck at social media so if you go on my page michael mckitty on on um uh, Instagram, you'll see the video. It's the first, it's right there. You can't miss it, but I'll yeah. check it out. Yeah. I was just really, it was a really cool moment. It was just really, I was really proud of it. And the young, you know, 15 year old Mike would have been literally shitting his pants. You know, if I could fat, go back in time and be like, Hey dude, one day this guy's going to say the name of a movie you wrote and play the lead in. And it's at his theater that he bought. It's where it's going to screen. Like I would have lost my mind. So it's crazy. incredible, and I love that for you. And you know Thanks. what I would say about Lindsay feeling frustration. I've seen her on stage with mm-hmm. you. This yeah. girl is an incredible powerhouse singer yeah. and performer. And it's a cliche quote, but I think it's true. If it doesn't open, it's not your door. Yes. So just keep going because she's. I mean, she's like Broadway level phenomenal. Yeah. So yeah. if Disney doesn't want to hire her, or whatever it is, yeah, it's their loss. One hundred percent. I agree. So just keep. Keep listening to, I would say this too, because we're believers in this kind of stuff. Pay attention to the signs from the universe that Mm -hmm. get thrown at you. I always say when you talk to the universe, it talks back. And what happened with you saying, I want to see Kevin Smith walk through that door and greet me. I want to get distribution. These things happened because they were meant to for you. No, yeah. And it's super, it's super cool. It reminds me of when I met um, Winnie Holzman, the creator of the show, My So-Called Life. Yeah, hell yeah. I saw her... I had a fundraiser for my friend who ran for Congress in L.A., and I was the most starstruck by it. She said to me, uh, oh, I heard you have the box set, DVD box set to My So-Called Life, so I know you're hardcore. And I was like, <laughs> I'm meeting fucking Winnie Holzman. Yeah. And she watched Secret and wrote me a letter and sent me like a keychain and a T-shirt of My So-Called Life. But I was like, that is very cool that sometimes the universe will just throw you somebody that's like, this person inspired me to create content she's my kevin smith awesome like if you love yeah. that person's writing in their brain and like this person inspired me to make movies or mm-hmm. to create maybe tv shows someday um that's just a super cool thing so congratulations yeah. oh, that's thanks. awesome thanks it was pretty cool pretty cool moment that i will always Very treasure yeah. Cool moment. yeah yeah so sweet so keep going, peeps. That's a theme of our podcast, I think. But did we, um, did we finish it one, with one minute? Yeah, we did. That? I'm proud of us. That's actually really amazing. But yeah, moving forward, we'll keep going. We got to bring more guests in. I've reached out to some people. Hopefully, we can yep. get them on. Some yep. other filmmakers and, and writers and, and we producers can be sitting and, in the podcast room. We have two open seats. Yeah, so, that yeah. would be. This is. I mean, I'm still. I'm still in shock a little bit. This is really nice. People. I wish people could see. Where we are, maybe we can post a photo on the M1 podcast Studios or something. M1 Studios in Ferndale, Instagram. super nice place to record podcasts. Yeah, right. yeah. I'm gonna, uh, we're going to sign off. And- Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you listen this far, and appreciate you. Have a great day. Fantasy's world. Fantasy's world.